24 hours a day. Radio Contact. Detail podcast. I'm Rob Parks, and we're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. Joining the show this week, as ever, we have Paul Whiteside. Right, Paul? Hey, Rob, you okay? How has your week been? Pretty good, yeah, brilliant, mate. I've had a bit of time off work and what have you, so I'm not back in till Friday. I've got one day in work this week, Friday, so I've not got the full week. I've just one day in, so no, I'm enjoying it, mate. The, the weather's been good, I mean, it's been boiling, hasn't it? We went to uh, to Blackpool on Monday with me, uh, my sister and a baby, and um, and my three girls, my wife and two girls. So we had a good time. We went to the zoo on uh, Tuesday. We stayed in a hotel Monday nights with a swimming pool. That's we had a great time. Tuesday baking yesterday at the zoo, but yeah, we had uh, we had a really fun time. So it's good. It's nice to have a bit of time off, you know, with the kids at the summer holidays. But it's just planning things for us to do, I suppose, isn't it? So today we had a little trip to the cinema. So no, I've been enjoying it, mate. What film did you watch, Paul? I went to see the Queen's Corgi, and it was absolutely brilliant. I really, really enjoyed it. You know, I'm not one for... I don't really watch a lot of telly, to be honest, mate. I don't... Every time me and my missus watch a film, I always say to her, how long is it on for? Because if it's more than 90 minutes, I can't watch it, because I can't... The attention span's rubbish. But this film, I really enjoyed it. It was dead funny. It was really good. If you get a chance for you and Rory and Kate to go and watch it, I'd, I'd highly recommend it. I'd highly recommend it to the listeners as well. It wasn't too on top. It was very funny. You know, I had a humour in it as well. I won't tell you what it's about though, so it's just about the Queen and the dogs. So, you know, I won't give game away. Cool. <laughs> well, yeah, I think summer holidays, <laughs> people are always looking for stuff to do, aren't they, Paul? And, you know, a good film out there yeah. can certainly, uh, you know, make a, make a, you know, a day in the holidays, can't it? Yeah, of course it can, yeah. I think we're going swimming tomorrow. My kids yeah. get in free at Middleton Bass because they go there to swimming lessons, so they've not got to pay for me. So I think it's the right place to go in it in this weather because it's absolutely boiling. So I'm dead excited to, to jump in there tomorrow and spend an hour in the bath. So, uh, so yeah, but yeah, parents are always looking for stuff. My missus has done like a spreadsheet at work. <laughs> it sounds daft, but she's done like a spreadsheet on a computer at work. It's got like all the days off that we're off and what we're doing on these days off and when I'm off and what I've got to do and what I've got to take and this, that and the other. So, uh, but it is like a military operation, isn't it? The, the six-week holidays. I mean, you don't realise it when you're a kid, do you? When, you, when you're off, you just love it. But it's when you become a parent and you, you're sort of juggling childcare and work and this, that and the other. It's a long time to be off, so uh, oh, don't envy any parents this, in this day and age. Yeah, it's a bit of a stressor, Paul, but uh, us parents always find something for our kids to do. We don't just uh, hopefully... Don't sit there all day on the iPad. You need to get them out and about doing stuff, don't you, really? Yeah, well, I, I'm not one who can sit in the house for, for long periods of time. I, I do. I like to be up and about. I mean, I can't sit still when I'm in the house. I'm always up and about doing something. So, so yeah, I like to get out and about. I do. So, uh, I'm sure we'll have plenty of things to, to keep up busy and that. But it's just nice to spend time with your kids, isn't it? Because when you're at work, it's a, it's a busy time. You don't 
seeing much. So it is good. And, and to be honest with you, I'm looking forward to this weekend with there being no match because I love watching Salford, yeah, but I think it'd be nice just to have a rest from, from watching Salford one weekend and have a bit of family time and watch the you know, Challenge Cup on Saturday, so I'm going to watch a bit of that. So, so yeah, excited. Yeah, I had a busy weekend, Paul. Went to the Expo at the, uh, the Bowlers, Awakening Expo. Um, yeah. Top spot last week, didn't we, about you know, the moon mm-hmm. landing? And I thought it, they might have faked it, but managed to speak to Mike Barn and Richard Dolan. They decided, I had a few questions to ask them, and they kind of changed my mind on it now. I think we did make it, Paul. And the, the only thing about the question in, in the back of the head is more why have we not been back since 1972 or whatever? That's, 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 that was a big question. Um, Mm. But it was fantastic, really good. It wasn't all about aliens, it was all about uh, you know, Ray K and um, you know, things like that. I had a bit of vibration cosmetic uh, alignment, which is basically like uh, bells. And you know like in, um, you see these uh, in China where they have like the big dong bell. Oh yeah. One of them. And a load of little bells and you have to lie down on like a yoga mat. And then somebody would walk around you and ring a load of bells. Well, it, did, it, that, really? it does sound weird. But it was really, really relaxing. It was, I ended up feeling like I was on a, I was on a boat and was like rocking, which was really, really good. Really um, good then. Yeah, it was fantastic. It really felt refreshed after it, to be honest. Which is great. And then obviously we got forward to speak to the guy after, and he says to me, he says, "You're, you're a curator, right? Not a fixer." And that's what, that's what's stressing you out in life, he said. And yeah. I was like, "Oh, that's, that's good." And he says to me. What you've got to do, you've got to make sure that obviously, when, when you talk to somebody, right, you've got to keep your head straight. And I've got a weird habit where I talk to them, I, I tilt my head to the right hand side. And he says, he says, don't do that. He says, that, that, that part, part of the problem, when you talk to someone, make sure you keep your head straight. So this really? is a plea for you, Paul, and everyone who I talk to, if, if I start tilting my head, tell me. I've noticed you doing that, actually. Mm. <laughs> now you come to mention it. But what, what, why, why is that? Why do you tilt your head? Uh, I've no idea. Just a subconscious thing, but he says I need me, me chakras need to be flat, to need to be straight. And he says, yeah, okay. when you tilt your head, it, it, it tops it up. So he, and it's part of the, the reason why there's loads of crazy stuff that's happened to me the last few months. So well, every time you tilt your head when I'm with you in future, I'll give you a little kidney dig. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just to keep it on your toes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever works, Tom. Whatever works. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then after the... Um, the expo went to Hale Festival, uh, yeah. which was amazing. Uh, listen to the right thing. I wrote it down wrong. <laughs> yeah, the, the real thing it was not the not the right the right thing. Right and Odyssey. Uh, Odyssey were all right. Odyssey wouldn't 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 let me into them. They wouldn't let me into them. Yeah, they are the real. Oh thing. right, because I've heard of a band called the Real Thing, but I've never heard of the right thing. But oh, right, right. Okay. Yeah, I've heard of Odyssey. Heard of them. It was the real thing. I've written. No, the it's real just thing. You wrote it down though. Uh, yeah, that sounds cool though. That sounds really good. Yeah, and you found a bus outside your house as well. Yeah. Didn't you? And then I got home from the from the festival, right? Went to my house, packed up, tried to pack up inside my house because living like on a main road, you see. Yeah. And obviously, people park the cars on this main road, and my um, outside my house is like a designated parking spot for the street, or for the road. And oh, sort of how long ago? Maybe six months ago, someone parked the car for three months outside my house and didn't move it, and nobody knew who this who this car was and it was there for three months right and then I was woke up one morning it had gone and it was a bit weird but then this mm-hmm. is even weirder when you get when I got home from the festival double decker bus just parked up empty outside my house yeah I was just mm-hmm. you are so 
I was like, took a picture of it. Thought it was open, but I thought, I'm not going in because I've seen movies like this. I thought, I'm not being a victim. So I just, I just went to bed because I thought, it's too much for me. Woke up. Was it gone in the morning? It's gone. Mm-hmm. So, mystery. Very, very strange. Mystery book. So, yeah, it was, uh, that was good. Quite enjoyed that. Uh, so then we had the thunderstorms, didn't we, as well, yesterday? Which is uh, pretty epic. Do you like do you like thunderstorms, Paul? Is it your kind of thing? Uh, well, I, I wouldn't say I was a big fan of them, mate, because um, I've not got a dog anymore. When I lived at home, my dad had a, a dog for a number of years, and he was fighting to death of thunder and lightning and things like that, so it's a bit stressful, isn't it? But no, I saw it a bit of it last night, actually, but he needed to, really, didn't it? It was absolutely boiling yesterday. I mean, I kicked on a couch last night. I was that warm. I know, I fell asleep. But uh, I think it needed to. I believe it's going to be bothered up. I don't know if it might be the also, It's strange at the moment, isn't it? You know, the heat wave that we're having in the country. But I'm not complaining, though. It'll be freezing cold. Indeed, indeed. Better to be, be warm than cold, in my opinion. I was up late last night, and I heard the, I, I saw the lightning and, the, and heard the thunder before the rain, which I thought was really weird. Yeah. Normally, you get rain first, then you get thunder and lightning, don't you? But, it's, uh, it was thunder and lightning, and then rain came about 20 minutes later. Yeah. Strange, but true. Um, so that was uh, that's a review of what we did this week, Paul. <laughs> uh, loads going on this week's show. Uh, we've got look back at the Catalans game. We've got interviews with Daryl Olfer and Gil Dudson. We've got a special interview with Chris Watts, uh, Chris Wellen, uh, on his 300th career appearance, and uh, he tells us about his... Uh, his uh, the rumours about his uh, his retirement puts the record straight there, Paul. We've got all the big news coming out of Salford Devils this week. Um, and then it's your amateur report as well, so loads uh, loads going on, Paul. Yeah, certainly is, certainly is. I mean, I know we've got no game to preview this week, but I suppose we could perhaps preview the Cup semi-finals and the 1895 Cup for a couple of minutes if uh, at the end of the show, because that's going to be exciting, isn't it? But yeah, another action-packed show, mate. Looking forward to it. Yeah, so what we'll do, we'll, we'll start off uh, with the uh, victory against Catalan Dragons. Um, on Monday. You're listening to Devil in the Detail and this is your Big Match Review. So, Solver Devils were victorious against Catalan Dragons, 40 points to 14. A fantastic result uh, against Catalan Dragons. A lot of people were wondering how they'd react after the Warrington win and they came out with a fantastic performance. Yeah, they did. They did, Robert. It was, it was a fantastic result. Uh, look, regarding the performance, I thought we was a bit in and out in the game. A funny match because I don't think the completion rate was tremendous in the first half. There was a lot of mistakes and we were a bit clunky at times on, on attack. But I thought it was, it was difficult because Catalan, no disrespect to them, they, they play a certain sort of way, don't they? they? They play very physical, very close to the ball. Uh, and they... They made it very tough for us, didn't they? I know they, they, they seem to lie on for, for an eternity as well. I'm not saying they break the rules. I think they just play into a game plan, don't they? And that's what works for them. And it's very difficult sometimes to, to play against that. And I thought we did well, really, to, to get in front. And those two tries we got before our time were, were a bit of a turning point in the game. And um, No, it was a good result. To get a 40 points against a very physical and a very tough tough side that like Catalan, very good, good outcome to the afternoon. Yeah, uh, Salford Red Devils lineup was as follows: Niall Ebbles at fullback, Daryl Olfert, Chris Wellen, Jake Bibby, Christian Inu, uh, Jackson Hastings, uh, Lola here, Adam Walker, Logan Tompkins, Gil Dudson, Ryan Lannan, Josh Jones, and Tyrone McCarthy on the bench. Greg Burke, Josh Johnson, Joey Lusick, and Mark 
Flanagan. Um, started off with a Catman penalty from Sam Tonkins, but we hit the front uh, with a try from Josh Johnson. His first try for the club. Little kick through from Lola here, uh, and Josh Johnson was Johnny on the spot to put the ball down. Yeah, he certainly was very pleased with him as well to score a try on his his home debut. You know, he was very impressive against uh, against Warrington the week before. You know, worked really hard. It's a big step up, isn't it, coming in from the, the Championship? He's been playing at Barrow and they've had a quite a struggle this season, haven't they? So he's probably been on a losing side more weeks than a winning side. But you know, he slotted in uh, slot really well, and I believe he was at Salford in the uh, sort of academy. So he's come back and be familiar with the place. So, so yeah, very pleased for him, very pleased for him as well to, to get the try. It was a you know, pivotal try as well in, in that point in the game. You know, Catalans, I don't want to say they were on top, but uh, you know, it was, it was it was a good good to get on the scoreboard and, and get him from. Yeah, Casino scored for them uh, to make it uh, sort of uh, was it eight six all for that six all, and then we hit the front. Got two tries on the bounce, one from Dale Olfert, one from Christian uh, Chris Wellen. Um, great try that Olfert's one went through the uh, the hands of the team and Olfert's crashed over in the corner yeah it came off the back of a mistake I think from the Dragons they spilled the ball didn't we and we took full advantage of that and I thought we uh, we showed them up out wide there you know good uh, good finish from Dale Olfert not a lot of room to work in there and he's a, he's a good finisher isn't he when he wants to be and uh, you know that was a good try and then obviously we got that, the try after that as well you know two tries before the break it was Lola here's kick if I remember rightly for, for Chris Wellham and Lovely pinpoint kick for him, and uh, Chris Wellen took it really well. And on his 300th uh, appearance as well, he was he was magic, wasn't he? People probably speak about him after he was magic on Sunday. So, so yeah, 16 points to eight going at half time was a was a healthy lead for us. Yeah, Inu kicked a penalty uh, to extend our lead. Catalan did hit back though just just after half time, but um, we kind of made the break um, and kicked on just after half time. A try from Lola here after a break from Chris Wellen. You know, big game. Big moments. Chris Wellman's handoff opened up the Catalans' defence, and then it was, you know, just a matter of putting Lola here under the post. But you know, like I said, little little moments in games that make the big difference, and I thought that was one of them. Yeah, it certainly was. It certainly was. I think there was Catalan had tried this loud from David Mead. I'm sure it was a forward pass, and we scored on the next set there. I think it was that try from from Lola here, but we scored that. You saw the turning point in the game, you know, after they got that, that try. I mean, I thought Sam Tompkins played really well for the Dragons. I thought he was really dangerous all afternoon. He broke and, and they scored that try. I think it was Willie Army that got the try for him. And they looked like the momentum of the game was changing there and the Dragons were going to get on top. But fortunately, that little bit of um, luck in our favour, that disallowed try, it's as good as it got for the Dragons. Then obviously we we kept them out and, and, and put them to the sword with some, some really well-worked tries. As you said there, Chris Weller. Scored two tries and you know he had a hand in a couple of others as well. You know, superb handoff there. I mean, a good turn of pace. And I think it's all the little things that he did in the match as well. You know, his defensive work that he did. He's, he's cleaning up sometimes. He comes out of the line. He's very good on defence. One-on-one defence is good. And, and I thought he was head and shoulders the man of the match on on Sunday. Yeah, we'll talk about well in a bit because like, I, like you said, I agree totally. He was, he was a standout player uh, for us. Um, Evel scored uh, after that. That's a lovely work from Jackson Hastings. Um, Wellen scored his second after a lovely kick from Lola here um, and then the final try was Flanagan crash balling over um, to secure a fantastic uh, win for Salford Yeah and I think Tui Lola here deserves a lot of credit as well his short kicking game was absolutely immaculate on Sunday you know, three tries he created there two for Chris Wellen and who was the other one was it the Evolds try uh, not Evolds who was the other one he created for a couple of kicks I can't quite remember who was the other one he made he made um, 
Yeah, there was three kicks that he did. He did a kick through for. Through to Wellham for his second try. Yeah. Jackson Aitins ran through a ran through an old Sun Devils over. Yeah. And then must have been Alfred try. Only kick you. You sure it was Alfred who kicked for Wellham? I thought it was Aitins. He know. might have been. He might have been. I might be wrong. I, I think he had. He had a hand in at least two tries in the two as well and tries. Definitely. I thought there was another one as well. And it's a long while ago, and I can't remember for something. <laughs> I've done a lot since then. But no, I thought he was excellent. His kicking game was really good, and you know, his his his, his partnership with um, Jackson Aces is blossoming every week now, isn't it? And he seems to be growing in confidence uh, to another here. So it was it was good to see that, and I thought the forwards were good as well. I mean, the only sort of. Um, Blip really was the Adam Walker injury. He, he had a real clash with uh, Mikel Seaman. I think it was from the, the kickoff, wasn't it? And he's massive. That that's that's Mikel Seaman. He's a huge guy. And both those two came together and had a head clash, didn't they? And they both left the field. And Adam failed his head test. But the good thing is, at least there's no match this weekend, so he'll have his 14 days rest and hopefully they'll be fit to face London Broncos. But that was the only real sort of uh, worrying thing for the match. Yeah, uh, I spoke to Daryl Alford and you spoke to Gil Dudson after the game. And this is what you have to say. Thank you, Lucian joins me. A big physical win today against Catalan Dragons. How, how tough are they, that, that, that pack? How tough is that match? Yeah, that was, a, that was a slog, that one. That was a proper arm wrestle. Um, I think we defended. I don't think we touched the ball for the first 10 minutes. Um, you know, so we did it tough at the start. But you know, we managed to come away with the result in the end. Is it a big confidence boost now? Another two points. You're on the trail for the top five. You must be excited now with a running six games to go. Yeah, massively. You know, we um, we had a good performance last week, and we said, you know, all year we've had a good performance, and then we slipped up the week after. So you know, we had a big emphasis this week on going into it, having a good performance again, and getting another victory. You become a keen favourite with the supporters. You've been getting really good rave reviews, and that how pleased are you with your performances this season? You, you seem to be putting it in every week. Yeah, yeah. You know, I had a bit of a stop start year last year you know I had a couple of surgeries and I was out for most of the season with injuries so you know I'm happy just to be playing week week in week out with a minute and you know finding a bit of form you're in fantastic shape as well looking fit playing big minutes do you feel that in your body do you feel yeah no I do I feel I do I feel I feel fit I feel good um and you know and we've got a we've got a good team here at the minute so you know things are going in the right direction looking forward to a two week break now before the London yeah. game how will you spend next week and will you just chill out next week and know we've been no we've got we've got a bit of a camp um, you know we're going away we're staying together um, you know a bit of training a bit of team building stuff um, off site so you know it's a bit different which you know is always good because you know it's a long idea with pre-season kind of seeing the same thing in week in week out so that should be good to get away with the lads team spirit in this side does seem spot on. You all seem to have that that real bond between each other, don't we? How good is that with, with a small squad? How important is that to pull you all through? Yeah, massively. You know, we have got a small squad. We haven't got loads of numbers. You know, we we haven't got the the biggest resources in the in the league either. But so you know, so having that small squad, it kind of brings you closer together. Um, and you know, everyone kind of looks out for each other. So looking forward to this, this six games remaining. Now, how far can this side go? Have you spoke about that between yourselves about goals and? You know, getting into the playoffs and it must be exciting now. Yeah, definitely. You know, we're, we've put ourselves in a good position. You know, we've let a few games go slip away this year. Um, you know, the last five minutes, a couple of the games, you know, we've, we've kind of thrown points away. So, you know, you look back to them and you think, you know, we could be right up there. Um, but, you know, we've put ourselves in a good position now the last few weeks. Um, like you said, we've got a bit of a break now. And we've got a pretty decent run in, really, to the end of the season. So, you know, we've put ourselves in prime position now and it's all on us. Thanks for speaking to us. Cheers, Paul. Cheers, mate. Right, here we go. So, I'm joined by Darrell Oltfurst. Good win, that. Yeah, yeah, great win. Uh, 
Uh, I thought we dominated first and second half. I think the first one were a little tough. It could have been anyone, anyone's game, but um, we just peppered their middles. Uh, good kick chase and we've got some tries on the back of it. Yeah, obviously, you know, going up the league now, putting pressure on teams above us. We've got a week off this week. You know, it's good things happening in this club. I reckon we're going to, we could make the playoffs. That's it. That's why everyone's mindset is to make the playoffs. We're just taking it week by week and hopefully, hopefully we get in there. That's a, that's the that's the main goal at the minute. Obviously, you know, in Super League it's tough every week. Obviously, every game's kind of a seesaw battle. Um, you know what? You obviously on the wing scoring the, the tries that you do. Um, is it kind of an important part? Of the team you see yourself as a try scorer who's going to take the club forward this season well yeah tries everyone all wingers want to score tries but my my main role is to get them on the front foot uh, get the team get the team going quick so that's what I normally focus on more, more than scoring tries really cheers big thanks for talking to us in Devil Detail cheers mate cheers. so that was Darrell Olferts and Gil Dudson after the game Paul talking to us you know both very happy with the performance and both very happy with the result yeah they certainly were yeah I mean uh, as we spoke about a few times this season, Gil Dudson's been been great for us. I think he's coming from from witness and you know got himself in tremendous shape and you know he put in another good shift on on Sunday. So very pleased for him and um, you know nice to hear that the players are going on a on a, a I'm not going to say a jolly up um, a team bonding uh, team bonding to to Ireland. I believe I've seen some of the photographs. We talk about that in the news afterwards, but that's good to see that they're. Uh, you know they're keeping together, keeping themselves ticking over with this with this break they've got this week as well. So uh, that was good to hear. Both in good spirits as well. Yeah, yeah, fantastic performance. Uh, stats were great as well. Top tacklers: uh, Josh Johnson, 23; Gil Dunton with 28; Josh Jones with 31; Joey Lucic with 29; Tyrone McCarthy with 39; uh, and Logan Tompkins with 24. Forwards making lots of tackles there and sharing the load. Yeah, certainly was. Yeah, they had a lot of tackling to do. As I said before, Catalan Dragons have got a huge pack, haven't they? Forwards and clever players. As well. and I watched the Super League show last night. I was listening to to Gareth Ellis. You know, he talks really well about the sport. It was a joy to listen to, and he was sort of saying about Catalan how they a bit an enigma, and I think I called them an enigma in the match report because they are. They've got some really, really quality players, and when they're good, they really are good, aren't they? And then they, they can seem to have this this sort of off off um, sort. Of Spelled up in matches as well, and they sort of very, very physical. On, and they came to play, didn't they? And, uh, you know, we invited them really, and it was a it was scrappy at times. The game, but I was thrilled to get the result to score 40 points. Anybody's in two is a, is a good feat, but you know, 46 nil away from home, and 40 points to 40 at home that's a tremendous, uh, tremendous return. And let's not forget, Catalan above us in the table, I think they're fourth or fifth in the table. So we've beat two sides last two weeks running Warrington and Catalan above us so we're, we're sort of chasing now for that top five place yeah top meter, make, top meter makers Gil Dodson Dodson 82 Josh Jones 112 um, Josh Johnson 87 Tyron McCarthy 79 Christian Inu 193 Jackson Hastings 134 and Daryl Alfred 141 um, like we always say if you get four or five over 100 you're on the way that's it yeah definitely and, and we did we seem to Make a lot of yards in that game, didn't we? And it was good to see. It was a very, very strong performance, I thought, from our pack. And you know, Jackson Aces led from the front as well. Then he running and attacking the line. He linked in well with, with two people here. And we looked dangerous every time we had the ball. We looked dangerous really every time the ball went out wide. It was. It was a good display. I think it's a display that's going to give us a lot of confidence now going into the, the London game, which is going to be a very tough match down there. They had a great result against Saints, um, so that's going to be a really tough game a week on Sunday. So we can't rest on our laurels now. We've got to. Attack that game now as we have done in the last two games and hopefully get the win down there as well. Yeah, the real star of the show, Paul, on his 300th 
career performance was Chris Wellen. Uh, 22 tackles, 131 metres made, an average gain of 9 with 7 tackle bursts. Sulphur's joint ta top tackle burster with Gil Dudson. Um, you know, two tries uh, in a fantastic career performance. It uh, shows, you know, what he brings to this team. Yeah, certainly. Certainly. And uh, Watto said it to, to me after the game. He's probably one of the most consistent players that he's, uh, he's seen in his time with Salford. And I'd go along with that. I'd go along with that. I think when, when we signed Chris, I remember reading things on social media and some, some not very nice things either that were said about him. Um, you know, people sort of a bit deflated that we signed him and a bit underwhelmed. And I, I've always followed certain players in their careers. And I, and I know I watch Salford, but I look at other clubs as well. And Chris Wellham had always been a guy that had impressed me every time we played against Hulker. And he played for nearly sort of 10 years for that. And most of that was in the top flight as well. And he'd been the regular top try scorer. He had a fantastic season at Bradford the year before we signed him. Scored 29 tries in 30 games. So he's prolific. I mean, his try ratio at Hulker is like one in, one in two. So for the centre, that's a fantastic return. And we've seen that when he signed for Salford. He soon sort of shut the, the critics up, I thought. And people warmed to him straight away because he has. He's been... He's been prolific this season he's only missed two games this season and I believe the two Wigan home games I've done a bit of research on him tonight actually he's actually scored now in his last six matches for us so he's I remember years ago um, was it Tex Evans who did sort of nine ten consecutive tries in a game I think Nathan McAvoy equaled yeah. it didn't he but Chris Wellington's done six on the back house now scored in the last six games so uh, you know, hopefully he can keep that run going but no he's been brilliant for us he really has and he's such a nice guy off the field as well, isn't it? We've interviewed him and you've interviewed him a number of occasions and he's always uh, you know, willing, to, willing to chat and uh, very down to earth, very softly spoken guy and I really hope he signs up for uh, for 2020. I know he's he's in talks isn't it, at the moment at the club. I'd love him to stay again because I think he's been a great signing. Yeah, um, one word. You've, you've monologued all about well in there but one word to describe me is just silky. just think he's got he's got magic and he just, he, he, he's class, I think, for me um, and he showed it on, on, on Sunday. Um, Paul, I got to speak to him after the game uh, on his 300th career appearance um, and I asked him about his future uh, this is what I've been waiting for after all the rumours on, on the internet uh, and this is what he had to say right, So enjoyed by two try hero Chris Wellen fantastic performance by the boys you must be proud of that Yeah, yeah very proud um, so it was a massive milestone for myself my 300th career game so it was nice to get a win uh, but I thought the team played very well. You know, we, we backed up that that result against Warrington last week. Um, so it's a right step. It's a step in the right direction and something we've got to carry on building on. Yeah, obviously consistency is the key word. Ian Watson talks about trying to build that consistency in the squad. Do, do you think it's coming? It is. Yeah, we've, I think we've proved it now. Um, it's all on ourselves. We've got the team to beat to beat teams to compete with teams. We've shown that and proved that. Um, so it's all on individual players and the collectively of the team. Do we turn up with the right attitude and do we compete? Yeah, obviously a week off this week. Is that a good thing or a bad thing moving forward? Uh, a bit of both, you know. We are at the business end of the year. We've got a small squad with a few injuries at the minute, so the rest will do good. But we are we are carrying a bit of momentum. We've we've knocked two good teams off there, so it'll be nice to carry on as well. But um, you know, it's a hit and miss kind of thing situation. Obviously, you say 300 league, league appearances in your career. Obviously, you're like an experienced pro in the in the dressing room, but also one of the star centres at the club. Um, you know, looking forward, he continued on to play for a few more years and then go to coach. You know, what's the plan? Yeah, no, the plan is to carry on carry on. Playing. You know, someone wrote in the paper a couple of months about that that I was retiring, and it, someone just made that up and publicised it in the paper, and it, that's just spread wild. Um, I, I aren't retiring. I don't want to retire. Um, I want to stay here. If, if Salford want me, I'll stay here. So that's the plan. I want to carry on playing. Cheers, big thanks. Talk to us in the devil detail. 
So that was Chris Wellen uh, talking to me after the game, Paul, and he confirms he's looking to play on uh, after this year, uh, and he'd be, he'd be happy to play at Salford if they want him. Well, let's hope so. Let's. Hope. I think Ian Watson wants him definitely. So hopefully that something will get sorted out and we'll get him signed sooner rather than later. Wouldn't it be great if we could announce that news in the next sort of week or two before we play London? That'd be you know great to announce, especially after his his three hundred career appearance as well and all that goes with that. And it was I was delighted for him to get man of the match on his on his three hundred appearance and. No, he was really good. He's one of the game, one of the sports good guys as well, isn't it, Chris? I mean, he's no ego about him. He's a lovely guy, lovely guy off the pitch, family man. And uh, no, I was really pleased for him, really pleased for him. And you said they're silky. And one word I'd use to describe him is reliable. He's Mr. Reliable for me. You know what you're going to get with him. He, he turns up every week and, you know, he's, he's always 100% commitment, does the, does the little things right. And, and what you get with him is an out-and-out centre as well. You know, there's a lot of utility players in rugby league these days, but Chris is one of them. He's a centre, and that's his position. And there's not many of them around now. And he's one of those players that no matter who's outside him, you ask all the wingers he's played with over his career, and they'll tell you what a good player is. The way he can offload the ball and put his winger in for a try, he sniffs out the opportunities. And that there was a break in that, that match where he put Lollaria in for the try on Sunday, and he broke through there and he just did it he watched it perfect I've seen it again on the Super League show he holds onto the ball at just the right amount of time and passes just at the right time there was a, there was, a there was an incident in the first half, I think it was Josh Jones and Jackson Hastings and Josh Jones sort of passed the ball too early you look at Chris Wellen when he does it it's absolutely bang on and he, he's a knack of doing that so uh, no super player and let's hope he stays yeah he's a consistent sort of 8 out of 10 sort of player for me yeah, like you said definitely. every week and, and that's the kind of player you sort of need in, in the team to move it forward but to be honest we've got a lot of good players in, in this squad and, and in that starting sort of the sort of 13 and you know it kind of all complement each other and I suppose you know having Chris Wellen in, in, in the team you know if other people aren't sort of doing the doing the hard graphing and putting, putting him in space uh, he can't show his magic so I think it's more of a, it is a team effort uh, but obviously Chris Wellen has the, the silky skill to, to make magic happen when the space occurs yeah, you've got an awful lot of good players leaving next season though, Rob. I know there'll be players coming in, but there's an awful lot of players going with experience and if you can keep hold of a guy like Chris, you know, that experience he's got is invaluable really. He's been in you know in sort of top flat rugby league for a number of years now. I mean I think he made his debut for Old Care in twenty sorry, two thousand and six, so that's it'll be fourteen years next season, won't it? So that sort of experience is is vital to it to any sort of side, you know, that, that big game sort of knowledge and you know, a, a lot of his fellow pros respect him really as well, don't they? A lot of the players on the Salford side say, you know, what he brings to that. You know, in the dressing room is really good, really good character to pass, uh, you know, knowledge and information on. So every side needs players like that. You know, the elder statesman of the team. And yeah, let's hope we can get it. Let's hope we can get this over the line and signed up as soon as possible. Yeah. So that's our that's our end of our Chris Wellen loving. Um, next up, we'll talk to Ian Watson. You spoke to Ian Watson after the game, Paul, after the win against Catalan Dragons. And this is what you have to say. Coach's Corner. Right, Ian, Ian Watson joins me. A bruising encounter today against yep. Catalan Dragons. You must be delighted with the result, but also delighted about the, the two-week break now before London. Yep, outstanding team performance, firstly. Um, obviously, special mentions Chris Wellham today on his 300th career performance. I thought he was outstanding. Him and two on the right edge, but... With the, with the break now gives us a chance to freshen up, we've had a few players who have been busted, we've not been able to obviously swap or change many players around this year, so this break will do us really good as a team and um, for individuals as well. You stole me thunder there on Chris Wellham, I was going to mention Chris to you, um, 
I thought he was outstanding today. Does he feature in your plans next season? Because I know oh, there's. Yeah. Is he yeah. signed up for next year? Because no. there's a lot of rumours about him saying he's, he's retiring and this that and the other. Will he be a solver player next year? I, we're talking to Chris, so um, that will become clear when it comes up. But Chris, I think Chris has been one of the most consistent players I've had at the. In my, in my time here to be fair I think he's been really outstanding he always seems always to me is like the, the always, Mr Reliable isn't he yeah he doesn't get um, as much plaudits as everybody else but what he does do is he does the little things really well week in week out um, he's an outstanding bloke around the place as well so ideally yeah we'll keep him next year one thing that caught my eye today was in that, was that superb handoff not many people yeah. seem to have that in the locker anymore it's like an art that's gone out of the game but that to, to set up that try there from a great break yeah. you know, and after last week as well he was superb last week as well yeah no mate he's been good he's been like I say he's consistent all the time you know what you're getting from Weller you can put your house on Weller that he's going to turn up and he's going to perform for you week in week out he's, he, he's always done that and he's, he's got a really high level of consistency in his game as well like I say, hopefully we um, we sort him out and we'll move forward from there. You lost Junior Sow in the week to, yep. to Lee Centurions. Do you have anybody lined up to come in, or will you be looking at people to bring in before the end of the season? Yeah, we've had a look. Um, we've had a little look, and we tried to speak to somebody from overseas um, the other day, but they, they don't want to. They don't want to come across at this moment in time because they've got a chance to play finals football. So that, that's their. That's up to them. That's their decision there. Um, potentially some other guys if they've not got a British passport will take four weeks to come in with visa issues anyway so we've had a look over here as well at what we can get so we're working on that but we'll, we'll wait and see what we bring in Was it pleasing the response in that second half? I know when Catalan seemed to get on top there in the early stages back to 16-14 but yep. your side there seemed to just go into to another gear then Yeah we, we stuck at it mate we, we stuck at kind of what we spoke about what was going to be really important to win this game and, and we knew it was going to be really tough at times but we stuck at that and we came through the other side of it and that, that's credit to the to the players sticking to the game plan and absolutely nailing it again they've executed it really well the Warrington one they executed brilliantly um, and then again this week here and that, that's going down to the spine of the team that, that's Niall to it um, Jacko Logan outstanding at the moment and Joey as well and Catalans do like to play it physical as we mentioned before yeah. they've got a massive pack haven't they yeah. you could see that I mean Adam Walker picked up a nasty nasty collision over yeah. Mikel Seaman how's Adam Is he, he failed his head test yeah he's failed he? his head test so obviously the two week will break will be good because it means we'll get him back in them two weeks as well you've got like you say a two week break now how much does this win do for you and the, the team now confidence wise I'm not sure how Castleford's gone on yeah. but you've caught two points up on Catalan it puts you right in that opportunity window now for the top five place yeah of course it does and that's where we want to be we want to try and aim as high as we can um, we feel we've got the team to do that we just needed to be a little bit more lucky with injuries um, but the guys who've come in have been outstanding we get a few more players back next week for London so this break's come at a little bit of a good time for us in terms of getting personnel back on the field as well yeah definitely London in, in, in two weeks time Will there be anybody coming back from injury from that? You've got Lee Moss and yeah. Ken Seo to come. You're a bit low on yeah. numbers now, aren't you? Yeah, Moose could have played today. Um, he's, he's not been on his feet long. He's only done two, two kind of, well, one, one half a session he's done with us, really. He's done one running session with physio. We just didn't feel it was right to put him out there today. Um, although he was desperate to play, he wanted to play today. Um, I thought it was better to leave him until the week after. Um, for London to bring him back in rather than put him under risk to just go out there for one game and break down um, we need to make sure we get the work into him which we'll do in these next couple of weeks one special mention for Tuilala here before we go yeah. He's, he seems to be settling now doesn't he he's created two really good tries there with, the, with his kicking game yeah. how pleased have you been with, with the confidence he's building in training brilliant. and in his playing but, mate, he's been brilliant he's been brilliant since he's come in he's a, he's a great ball to have around he's quietly spoken gets his point across when he needs to get his point across to the players 
Um, he's got his shot kicking game outstanding. Um, and he, he's added to us as a player, to be fair. And probably thought that might be quite difficult when um, obviously we lost Robbie. And it might take a fair bit of time for Tui to come in. But Tui's picked up and he's, the way we play really does suit him. Um, as much as what it did Robbie so yeah we're seeing success on the back of that now. how important was it to get a win at home today in front of your home fans because you, you were disappointed yeah. against Huddersfield a couple of weeks ago yeah. they're obviously a great win last week against Warrington that backing it up today yeah. does set you up now doesn't it this yeah, that was the that's what we spoke about today about backing it up and having a good performance here as well and obviously it was a big occasion the club were making a big occasion of the NHS and everything today as well so it was important that we, whoever came through the gate and there were new supporters that to come through and they stayed through because that's what we need to survive as a club Congratulations on your win today. I'll speak to you in a few weeks, mate. So that was Ian Watson, Paul, talking to yourself after the game and he was happy with the consistency showed uh, from the boys. Yeah, he certainly was. And I think, you know, we were both happy at the way we, we responded from the Huddersfield game at home because we've been a bit in and out at home this season, haven't we? And I think Ian was delighted to get the result in front of the home supporters and there was a there was a good day there on Sunday, wasn't there? The, the emergency services there and perhaps a lot of new supporters had come for the day as well. So for us to impress and score 40 points against a quality Catalan Dragon side, I don't think you could argue with that. And that's a bit right. We're, we're sort of down to the bare bones at the moment, aren't we? We've got players out missing, you know, key players like George Griffin, Lee Mossop, Ken Seo, uh, amongst others. And, and we are literally down to the bare bones of the side and, and to, keep, to keep going, to get that result, I thought it was a really heroic display. And you know, some of the guys there were out on the feet at the end of the game. And Kristen Inu, like he's playing on one leg in that second half, but he kept going. And you know, they, they battled through. And uh, after two bruising encounters against Warrington and Catalan, we got four points, and you can't argue with that. Does this show, obviously, we're, we're able to back sort of back up one good performance with another? Is, does this show that we're on our way? That we're a team that can string two, three, four together, good performances and wins. I think we can, Rob. But this season we haven't done for, for whatever reason a few times where we've had the opportunity to do that and, and we've blown it. So hopefully we've turned that corner now. But it's going to be tough. It is going to be tough, as I said, with the size of the squad. You know, players are getting tired now, aren't they? It's a long, hard season, and you know, people have got bumps and bruises. And you know, when you've got a big squad, you can you can rest guys, can't you, and, and let guys recuperate and that. But when you've not and you've got limited resources, sometimes players have got to play with bits of injuries, haven't they? Or painkilling injections and things like that. I mean, you look at Ryan Lennon coming out of the changing rooms on um, on Sunday. He's another one. He'd run his blood to water and you know, perhaps he shouldn't have played in that game. But when you've not got a lot of bodies there, players have to put their hand up, don't they? And I think that's credit to the squad and the team spirit that we've got. So, so yeah, I think we can be consistent. We're looking forward now. We've got London Broncos away and Huddersfield at home. I don't like to look uh, too far past the next game, to be honest with you, because I think London's going to be a massive test. But the winnable matches, the games that we can win, our running is not as bad as, as some other teams is it we've not got to go to St Helens we've not got to go to Warrington again we've got to play Warrington at home which would be a tough game that was a full but we've got some very very winnable games coming up how many games have you got left altogether? six six games yeah how many, how many games do you think we need to win to secure a top four place um, I don't know to be honest with you Rob I wouldn't like to say I think the way Super League's going at the moment, the picture changes every weekend. You look at London Broncos, the weekend just gone, they beat St. Helens for the second time. And I, I don't really care what people say about St. Helens resting players. I look at that side, Saints Power, and there were still plenty of internationals and, and highly experienced players in there, and you can only beat the team you're playing against, so full credit to London. And they put themselves within a great chance of staying up now. They've got 16 points, Hulk has got 16, Leeds have got 16. So next weekend, when the Super League starts again, you know, what happens then? Who's going to be bottom at the end of that weekend? So it could change every single weekend. I think it's going to go down to the last game. 
London have still got to play Kingston Rovers at home at their place in London mm. and they've got to go to Leeds sorry no they play Hull Car away sorry and Leeds at home so they're still playing those, those two bottom sides we've got to play and we've got to play Leeds and Hull Car so we could have a big say in this relegation battle as well but talking about the top four or five I don't really know because teams are beating each other aren't they and it's so close and tight you've got sort of Warrington and Saints who are probably going to be in the top two I'd say Hull are probably going to be there Wigan are probably going to be there then you've got the fifth place and there's us Castleford, Catalans all going for that, it's, it's going to be really, really tricky. Castle are a good side, aren't they? And they proved that by beating Warrington at the weekend. So I think it's a toss-up between one of us three is going to pinch that spot. But if you look at our fixtures now, our last six games, we've got London away, Huddersfield at home, Hull away, Warrington at home, Leeds away and Hulkar at home. Who says mm. you can't win any of that, all those games? I'd like to think we could, but it's going to be very tough. But yeah. take each, take, It's an old cliche, but take each game as it comes. You think, six, I think when... I think win five and we're there. Yeah, I think so. How many points? We've got 22 now, so if we were to win four, that would give us 30 points, wouldn't it? I think 30 points would probably get in the top five. So there's no reason why we can't, but I think you've just got to take each game as it comes, Rob, haven't you? And just hope for the best. I think there's still a lot of twists and turns yet in the league at both ends of the table. So, uh, But I'm, never, I'm not one of these who likes to set targets and, you know, we're we going to win this one. I don't think you can look ahead of your, of your next game really can you no this is true Paul you, you've got to take every day every game as it comes that's what they say don't they I suppose it keeps everyone focused on it and not dreaming about you know walking out of Old Trafford with 40,000 soul fans at Old Trafford that'd be that be an amazing experience wouldn't it really um, big, big thanks for your three word match reports man of the matches Paul uh, you better sit, you better get comfy because there's a few um, we're going to go start with Ricky P from Sale uh, cliche alert Salford Slay Dragons uh, David Wallin defence wins matches his man of the match was Chris Wellham uh, Salford till I die new contract Wellham question mark Carol Renshaw Salford together stronger her man of the match was Chris Wellham Alistair Ward Wellham 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 his man of the match was uh, Wellham um, <laughs> <laughs> Harvey Tread absolutely world class um, his man of the match was Wellham Julie Coleman tough defensive game uh, her man of the match was Wellham. Uh, Natalie Taylor, hard luck. Kendall, her man of the match was Wellham. Uh, Chris Life, great second half. Have a guess who the man of the match was? Um, Wellham. Yeah, Chris Wellham. Uh, Mike Barnett, who needs Louis? Uh, Martin, man of the match, Wellham. Uh, Chris and Janet Shenton, uh, their man of the match was Chris Wellham. Great, great, great gritty performance. Uh, the Red Devil, good second half. Uh, his man of the match was Chris Wellham. Outstanding from him. And he says he's underrated. Um, Mark, Wellham, and Mad Dog. Uh, Colin Wilson, Viva La Salford. His man of the match is Chris Wellham. Uh, Chairman Bob, uh, Dragon, Fire Extinguished. And his man of the match is Chris Wellham. Pac Man, 666, Super Smashing Great, Chris Wellham. And Winnie, Winnie Cup, absolutely brilliant result, Chris Wellham. Uh, Colin Reynolds, defence, great defence again. His man of the match is Wellham. Um, Richard Martin well played to it uh, his man of the match was Chris Wellen um, Steve Aldercrot second half dominant uh, Wellen Roy Ellaby uh, Leathered Pompkins again his man of the match was Chris Wellen Adam Arbery second half relentless Wellen Paul Greenhall goal line D Mike Woodbridge playing good rugby uh, his man of the match was Chris Wellen Ashby Moore House, playoff spot looming, Wellen. 
Jungle J2 has arrived. Man of the match, well done. You can see a pattern forming, I think. David Deakin, great team effort. Um, his man of the match is Chris Wellen. Uh, Nicholas Fletcher, chances taken. Great. And his man of the match was Chris Wellen. And finally, uh, Manchester is red. Tui Starman. And guess who his man of the match was? Yeah. Lola here. Obviously. <laughs> but yeah, obviously I think Chris Wellen's uh, picked up the the, uh, the man of the match award for for his performance in Tetland, I don't uh, think I've ever um, I've ever heard as many Man of the Match awards for the same person and then the guy at the end says Lola here but I sympathise with the lad at the end because um, you know Lola here had a good game he did but um, for me I, I thought it was Chris Wellen I mean if you if you if you look at everybody what everybody said there I mean you know Boris Johnson is becoming a prime minister and give it Chris Wellen because <laughs> <laughs> you know the, the, the way he's playing there blindly everybody there I think that's brilliant that's great. I think he he deserves the plaudits. So he really does because it's a great performance. Really was well, special performance for him, and uh, no, I was I was delighted for him. Really delighted for him. I was just amazed when the um, the match day announcer said Adam Walker for the man of the match. I remember saying to me, Adam, went, Adam Walker. He's played well, Adam Walker, but I don't know. Chris Farland's not got that man of the match. So uh, I, I believe it was a mistake, wasn't it? Did someone yeah. read the wrong name out? Yeah. Adam Walker played well though as well. Yeah. Imagine Chris Wallen's face though, 300 career players, two tries, playing like like a man possessed, and then man yeah. of the match Adam Walker is looking around going, "What have I got to do to get get a man of the match here?" But yeah, they did say it was a mistake. But yeah, I think on um, I think on Saturday night when Chris Wallen went to bed and he was dreaming about how his three appearances would play out. I don't think he could dream it much better than that. Perhaps perhaps a hat trick would have been the, the icing on the cake, wouldn't it? But you know, two tries and you know, created a couple of tries as well, and I think it was absolutely awesome, mate. Probably better when he got home and took his wallet and his keys out of his pocket and took the Catman Dragons defence out there as well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, fantastic performance. You know, everybody, Chris Wellen was a standout uh, to, for me, but everyone put in a good shift. Uh, and it's just a matter of just keep doing that. that that's what, that's the magic, that's the uh, the secret. If we can string performances together, two, three, four performances like that, and win the game, you know, who knows how far this team can go, Paul. Yeah, he's got a lot, lot to live it up to next weekend now, Chris Wellham at London, aren't we? are expecting an trick yeah. now, Chris, <laughs> in that game. No, but we, yeah, you're dead right, mate. It's, um, you know, it's been super this season at times, and we've had a few ups and downs, haven't we? But um, I think we're going in the right direction. There's an awful lot of rugby league to be played over this next uh, couple of months now with these six matches, and, uh, you know, it's exciting. It really is exciting to, to see where we could end up. Anything can happen, I think, in the next couple of weeks. Anything could happen, this indeed. So that's our review of the the Catalan game, and next up we're going to look at all the big. No, what we'll do, Paul, before we do the news, uh, we'll look what the amateur scene is doing in your amateur report. Here is this week's Devil in the Detail amateur report. We'll start off, as ever, with the National Conference Leagues. Mixed bag for our local sides at the weekend just gone. Rochdale Mayfield were struggling this season. They were beaten again after leading for six points to four at half-time against Wathbrow Hornets. The Hornets came back in the second half and the Cumbrians ran away with the game 25 points to 12. That leaves Rochdale Mayfield second from bottom, just two points in front of Kells. In Division 1, Saddleworth Rangers were beaten away at Skirlaw by 25 points to 14. That game was locked at seven points to six half-time. Real tussle there between those two school are getting the result in the end in that one. In Division 3, Hensingham 20, 
Whitehead Warriors 32. Great win on the road there for the Whitehead Warriors. Hewith against Salford City Roosters was postponed. Salford were unable to raise a team. So they're in a bit of a dire straits at the moment, Salford Roosters. So if you can help them out or any players can get down there and help them out, I'm sure they'll be glad of that at this moment in time. They're currently bottom of Division 3. And everyone on the podcast wishes them all the best for this week coming up. Hopefully they can raise a team and uh, get back on the horse. Another result finally in Division 3 was Oldham St. Anne's 40, Millham 24. The fixtures for this weekend come in the 27th of July. Rochdale Mayfield at home to Egregant Rangers in the Premier Division Division 1 Saddleworth Rangers play Jewsbury Moor Maroons and Division 3 Hunslet Warriors play Salford City Roosters well, there wasn't much action to report in the North West Men's League. Just one result involving our local sides the weekend just gone. That was in Division 4. Sorry, sorry, Division 1. Sorry, I get my eyes and need to put my glasses on. It was Ulverston 24, Folly Lane 17. The fixtures for this weekend coming up are all going to be played on Saturday the 27th of July. In the Premier Division, Walney Central play Rochdale Mayfield A. Division 1 is Oldham St. Anne's A against Wigan St. Cuthbert's. Division 2, Berry Broncos against West Horton Lions and Wigan St. Pat's against Langworthy Reds. Division 4 is Saddleworth Rangers A against the Black. Pool Scorpions, Caddy's Ed Rhinos are at home to South Ribble Rabbitohs, and finally in Division 5, Higginshaw are at home to the Newton Storm. Moving on to the North West Youth League, massive congratulations to everybody at Folly Lane. Their under 18s were in the Cup final on Sunday, just gone, and they had a great win. They beat Waterhead by 28 points to 10. I've not got any information about the try scorers yet, but I'll be sure to contact someone at Caddy's and hopefully we can get the try scorers names mentioned on the podcast with Rob as well but great win 28 points to 10 for Folly Lane in the other under 16s Lee East 42 Oldham St Anne's 4 that was in the under 16s cup final in the Shield final though Rochdale Mayfield had success they beat West Hot and Lions by 22 points to 16, under 16 Shield final. In the under 16's Premier Division, Saddleworth Rangers beat Newton Storm by 22 points to 18. So a good weekend for our youth sides. The North West Youth League has now closed down for the summer holidays, so as soon as that are over, we'll be up and running again and we'll be bringing the scores on the podcast as well. Well, as we mentioned a few weeks ago, it was the under-16s internationals last Wednesday and Saturday. They're just gone. So the Wednesday game was England Youth against France Youth. And England Youth won by 36 points to 12 on Wednesday. That was at the KCOM Craven Park. And the, both sides met again on Saturday at Wakefield's Mobile Rocket Stadium, or Bellevue for us older listeners. And it was England Youth again who progressed, winning 24 points to 16. So a double win there in the test against France for the under-16. So congratulations to all the players involved there. Well, one final bit of news this week. As I said, every time it's a Challenge Cup, I always like to give it a mention on the amateur report, even though it's not amateur. It's a composition that we all hold dear in our hearts, and it's it's big this week, and it's the semi-finals of not only the Challenge Cup, but also the 1895 Cup as well, which will also be played at Wembley. We'll start for the Challenge Cup. These fixtures are going to be played on Saturday. Semi-finals, they're both at the University of Bolton Stadium. Hull FC against Warrington Wolves kicks off at 2 o'clock, and Halifax against St. Helens kicks off at 4.30. I'm pretty sure the tickets are still available for that, but it's live on B. BBC television as well, 4 o'clock and 4.30, so enjoy those games. And don't forget also, as I said, on Sunday, the following day, it's the semi-finals for the 1895 Cup, and I'm pretty sure these games are live on the Our League app as well, you can watch those. It's Lee Centurions against Widnes Vikings, that's a 4 o'clock kickoff. and Sheffield Eagles play Batley Bulldogs at 2 o'clock. So good luck to all the sides in the, in the Cup, and in particular Lee Centurions, they, they might have Junior Sow in their squad for that as well, as you signed for them last week, so we'll, we'll keep you posted on all the news from that. But that's all I've got for you this week. I won't see you this weekend. I'll see you the weekend after at London Broncos. Take care and have a good week.
So that was your amateur report, Paul, and uh, next up we'll all look at all the big news coming out of Soul for the Devils this week. So let's start with the Soul for the Devils Foundation there hosting a well two rising star coaching sessions in August, Paul, uh, for kids under the age of twelve and thirteen. It's on one's on the sixth of August and one's on the eighth of August. I think it's fantastic that the foundation are, are trying to get you know the the young kids uh, coached and and looking for the next uh, sort of a star of the future. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. That probably you know it's uh, all that sort of stuff with it with the young kids is brilliant, isn't it? it? Provides that player pathway that we keep talking about and getting youngsters involved as well and getting young people involved coming watching the side and just spreading the. In the name of the sport and, and Salford Rugby League within the city, and you know it should be a great initiative. That and hopefully lots of people will get involved in it. Yeah, if obviously you, you've got a, a kid who's, who's 12 or 13 and you want 13 and you want them to, to get involved, uh, you've got to contact Joanne Shepherd at SalfordDevils.net uh, with the name, the school, the school year, the club they play for, and the date of birth. Uh, so hopefully they'll get a lot of kids there, uh, and obviously they'll be. You know, they'll have a great training session and, and they'll develop possibly into the stars of the future, Paul. Yeah, definitely. When you talk about lads at 12, 13, 14 years of age, I mean, you see, see some lads of that age now and they're big lads, aren't they? And uh, that's where the talent starts coming through, doesn't it? And, you know, it doesn't take them long to develop into to, to young adults. And, and, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of talent in Salford, isn't there? I'm sure there is in the schools and... If we can unearth some of that talent and, and get it, get them into our system, and hopefully in the next few years get the youth system up and running again, that's the way to go forward for me. It really is, and um, it's not just um, the youngsters playing for you; it's having their families attached to the club as well. You know, if you if you've got your son involved at Salford, at, you know, a teenage his teenage years, you're going to follow the club as well, aren't you? And you're going to have the club at heart, and I think that's how it builds the club and actually how it builds the community. And, the rugby league club should be the heart of the community, you know, in the future if we're going to go forward and develop and grow as a club. So, so yeah, I think it's a great initiative, and I hope people get involved and we start unearthing these uh, these talented youngsters. Yeah, uh, looking forward to the, the London game next uh, next week, Paul. Uh, tickets are available: twenty three pound for adults, eighteen pound for students and forties, uh, five pound for juniors. A coach going from the club as well. Um, got some Shanders at five past nine. Royal Sovereign at quarter past nine. Eccles Town Hall at 9.30, Doggers Parties the number one uh, Salford Devils uh, supporters pub at 9.40 and the AJ Bell at 9.55, Paul. Hopefully they'll get a big um, coach log of Salford fans going down because obviously it's an important game. London are fighting for the lives uh, and we've, uh, we need to make sure that we turn up professionally and get the result. It's a huge game. It is a huge game. It'll be a very tough game as well. London have got some very, very talented players, haven't they? And uh, some good young players as well, plenty of pace in their side and on the day they can, they've proved the season they can beat anybody so it's going to be a really good game and you know, we've been good away from home with a good following and I'm sure we'll take a good following down there as well, it's a Sunday which is, as far as I know it's a Sunday, I know the rugby league have been on and on about changing games and all that but I'm pretty sure that match is going to stay now isn't it as a Sunday so you know, going down there for a day out, I mean you say the coach is going at 10, it's about 10 o'clock the, the last pick up so that should get you down there with an ample of time to to watch the match and uh, you know have refreshments on the way and all that and it's, it's a great day out isn't it you know going down to London I love I love my road trips watching Salford going away from home it's uh, very enjoyable you know we make a big day of it and uh, I'm looking forward to it can't wait for next Sunday yeah coach is 28 quid 
Um, if you want to book yourself on the coach, it's 0161 786 1570. Um, hopefully there'll be a, be a big following uh, down at the uh, London. Um, but that's all the all the news, Paul, uh, for this week. You said we want to look at the uh, the Challenge Cup semi-finals uh, and the is it 1873 Cup semi-finals. Uh, 1895. 1895. Well, four years out. Went far. Went far out. Um, there are some interesting games there, aren't there? Uh, to look forward to uh, looking at the semi- Challenge Cup semi-finals first um, Halifax v Saints um, Saints are obviously the favourite but in Challenge Cup and any cup competitions the underdogs sometimes come out on top so you're hoping that Halifax can uh, can find some and upset Saints yeah it's a repeat of the 1987 final as well it's Saints against Halifax when Halifax won 1918 by, by a drop goal and Remember watching that final as a, as a kid. Me, and my dad used to rent the videos and stuff like that, and used to tape them and you know, those finals in the eighties. And that's one of my favourite finals. That was a cracking match. So hopefully, history will repeat itself because Halifax over the years, I think they got relegated from Super League at the end of the two thousand and three season, I think, and they've not been back since. Have they? They've been in, in the Championship, and for a, for such a great club, you know, a massive club in the eighties that won the Championship and the Challenge Cup, they've They've sort of been in the doldrums now for a number of years, so their support was not had much to cheer. And as a Salford fan, it's always been one of my favourite away trips. Got to Halifax, you know, at Thrumall and the, the new stadium they've got now. And we played them last year, and it was a great day over there. So I wish them all the best. I, I hope they can give St. Anne's a game. I'm not a fool, though, Robert, you know, when it comes to rugby league. And you know that St. Anne's are, are a quality side, aren't they? Champion side. And, you know, I think you'd you'd be daft if we was to put money on Halifax, really, wouldn't you? You'd expect Saints to win the game, but. I'm a bit of a romantic as well, so I'd love to see Halifax perform and get the result, but I'd also like to see them make a very competitive game for it as well. So I'm hoping the, the gods are shining on them on, on Sunday and that it's not too much of a, of a cricket score and they, they play well. Because you never know, you never know in rugby league, but I'd expect Saints to, to get the result. I'm hoping it's a good game. How good would it be, though, with the story of, of Halifax beating? Oh, it'd be amazing. It'd be that, amazing. That'd set the competition alight, wouldn't it, really? It would, and it. It'd, it 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 help Halifax, you know, get the sort of finance and, and a massive day out of Wembley for them as well, and that could be the, the, their club taking off again. I'd love to see them back in Super League one day. I really would because they're they're one of the traditional clubs of the sport as well. Produce so many good players over the years as well. They've got Colin Dixon's grandson playing for them in Chester Butler, although he's leaving at the end of the season to to start his career in Super League with Huddersfield. So he's a great story as well. But they've got some very talented players there at, at Fax, and they've got. A, Good reserve system as well. They've got a lot of junior clubs that produce loads of players, don't they? Nia Levels is from that, that part of the world, isn't it? So, you know, um, it would be great to see that. Obviously, the other semi final, I think, is too tough to call for me, the Warrington against uh, against full match. I mean, I'm not, I'm not so sure. I, I, I'm edging towards Warrington, really, but, uh, but I don't know. Hull are a really good side in the Cups over the last couple of years, haven't they? And they've, they've sort of hit a bit of form. So, who do you fancy in that one? I'm fancying Hull. I'm thinking Hull. Uh, because the kind of cup kings aren't they? When it when yeah. it's a cup competition, Hull yeah. find another level. Warrington, you know they, they have won the cup before, haven't they? And they are competing every week, but you just I'm just hoping for a, a magical sort of two sort of two semi-finals, and I think Hull beating uh, Warrington would be would be a fantastic thing. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, what you've got with Warrington as well, they've hit a bit of um, bit of a rocky sort of form recently haven't they they, they lost to us they got beat at Castleford last weekend and you know, the pressure's on their, their coach Steve Price at the moment isn't it and 
I think he's feeling that pressure as well, you know, listening to his press conference when, when we beat them. So I think it'll be a cracking game. I think it'll be a very close game, I would have thought. But I'm on the fence, Rob. I'm not too sure who are, who are picking that one. I mean, I think a Warrington Saints final, it grace Wembley Stadium. I think it'd be fantastic. I think whoever gets there, I think it'd be a good final. So I'm just looking forward to watching the, the two games back to back on BBC television this Saturday. So. It'd be great to watch them both at the uh, Bolton's football stadium as well. I'm presuming it's going to be a full house there. It'll be a great occasion. Um, so I'm looking forward to watching it. Yeah, and we've also got uh, the, women, the Women's Challenge Cup uh, taking place between Catherine Tigers and, and Leeds Rhinos. Uh, the women's game is, is growing all the time in this country, Paul, and I think it's fantastic that it's getting uh, sort of played at the same venue as these uh, as the semi-final. Hopefully, a lot of fans will... will, will you know, turn up and watch them. Uh, you know, perform, and you know, one of them is going to win the cup. Yeah, it should be a great game. I've seen a bit of the, the women's game recently, and there's some fantastic sides there, some fantastic players as well. And uh, but it's good that they're getting the recognition that they deserve now, and uh, getting, you know, getting the limelight as well. You know, they get very good coverage in the rugby league press. I enjoy reading in the League Express every week when I see the scores, and hopefully, will the Salford women's team one day as well to, to cheer on and report on. So yeah, but that's a great stage for them. It's it's a feast of rugby this weekend when you consider all that's going on in Bolton on Saturday, and you've got the the eighteen ninety five uh, cup semi finals. If for those people who are not too sure about the eighteen ninety five cup, that that competitions for the lower league sides and will be played at Wembley as well in my opinion it should be a curtain raiser for the Times Cup final but it's not it's going to be played after the final at about 5.15 but to, to get to Wembley you know as a, as a championship side you know we've got Lee against Witness which would be an absolutely epic game those two sides have a bit of history between them don't they and a bit of rivalry there as well so I'm expecting that to be a really fiery encounter on Sunday and I think the other semi-final is Batley against Sheffield Eagles and uh, Mark Aston the Sheffield Eagles coach you know, was was the captain of, of the Sheffield Eagles side that won the cup at Wembley 21 years ago in the beat Wigan. So, um, so there's obviously a story there, isn't there, written for, for for Sheffield to get there. But no, I think all all sort of four of those contests over the weekend are going to be great games and really really exciting. Who are you going for to get through the 18? I think I fancy Lee to beat um, Witness. It's at, it's at the Lee Sports Village, so I fancy Lee to win that game. Mm. Um, Witness have, have been poor poor form recently. Mind you, they had a cracking match against Toronto the weekend gone. They were winning 19-18, I think with about five minutes to go, and Toronto scored a late try and won 24-19. So they've proved they can compete, Witness. They've got some good players, they've got some good youngsters. But I just fancy Lee because they've, they've, they've made some good signings in recent weeks. Um, They've got Junior Sal there now as well, haven't they? And amongst other players, if you look at their, their side that they had out on, on the weekend, they've got some really big name players in their team. You know, Ryan Briley's back there as well, so I'm just going to, I fancy uh, Lee to just edge that one. I think it'd be a high scoring contest, and I fancy Sheffield Eagles to beat Batley as well. Two home wins, I think. Yeah, I'm thinking the same, Paul. I think Lee will have too much of witness, and Sheffield will beat Batley. So hopefully, it'll be fantastic. Uh, all five games will be, be great uh, to watch, and it'll be a feast of rugby league. Yeah, be, well, another poetic story would be Batley getting to the final because I'm pretty sure they got to the first Challenge Cup final, didn't they? The first final ever, so that'd uh, be special if they was to get there. But I'm sure all the games would be great, and they're all televised, aren't they? I believe the uh, 1895 games are on the Our League app. I don't know if you you got that, Rob. That Our League app. It's very very interesting that you can get a lot of games on that and watch them on your tablet or your iPad or whatever. So I've I've done that recently. Really good commentary, really good as well. So. Feast of Rugby League this weekend. Two matches for you to watch on uh, Saturday and uh, and two on Sunday. And don't forget all the amateur stuff that's happening as well. Is it Dave Parkinson? He's, he's, a, he's a commentator on there, isn't he? 
Yeah, I think he does some work on there. He's a good lad, isn't he, as well? So, uh, so yeah, and it's, it's good stuff. It really is good stuff. And it's great that you can get this coverage. And I know there's been some talk in the press and the media recently about getting coverage of the championship, perhaps on Channel 4 next season. Or, um, they're, they're up for talks. I think that'd be great if you could get rugby league on terrestrial television. You know, even the championship was a fantastic league, that championship. So competitive, some big crowds, some big sides in it as well. And it's been great this season. So that'd be brilliant for, for that to happen next season. Yeah, so looking forward to, to them, Paul. It's going to be Easter rugby to watch over the weekend. So another end of another podcast, Paul. Another great show. Uh, yeah, before we go. We haven't much to talk about. <laughs> no, no, we've waffled on for England there, haven't yeah, we? Before we go, though, I forgot to mention it to before when we were chatting off air, our little competition... Um, yeah. I've still got these t-shirts in my kitchen ready to go so um, yeah yeah so what, what did we say was it was it to do with this top fan thing or fan thing. when should we do this should we do it at the Huddersfield game in a couple we'll of weeks Huddersfield game yeah that's an idea we'll, we'll, we'll announce the winners on that and we can obviously yeah. find out who they are and present them with the shirts that's it and we'll give us time to go to the club and get the players to sign them as well yeah that's right sounds like a plan there's no rush no rush no so that's the end of this week's podcast. Another great show. Big fact tunes this week's uh, Devil in the Detail podcast. I've been Rob Parkinson. You can find us on Facebook, Devil in the Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter at DITD SRD. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Radio Contact. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.